All right, we're on the prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. I'm your host, Professor Hot Sauce, and first time in in the studio, G-Dub, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? I am I'm great. I am so happy. The same reason I'm happy is probably the same reason why you maybe aren't so happy, <laughs> but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so just to kind of give some background on G-Dub here, we've known each other maybe six weeks, essentially. So I want to kind of talk about, A, how I know you, how you kind of influenced my psyche on the podcast, and then an incident, and then we'll segue into a, into a topic. So, about two months ago, start of December, maybe mid-November, I don't know, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, says, hey, do you have any nice single guy friends that we can hook, hook my friend up with? And we'll, we'll, call her, we'll call her Darcy. We'll call her friend Darcy. So she says, you got any, any nice single guy friends? What about random guy? So random guy, he's a, he's a guest on the podcast. And I say, yeah, he's one of the nicest guys I know. But what about my other friends? I got, I got some other friends. And she says, okay. And I said, well, why don't we do like a speed dating thing? We'll go out for wings. We'll do it on a Thursday night. And she says, yeah. And I'm like, man, is this weird that my ex and I are trying to hook up one of her friends? And then, so we go for, for wings and, you know, this one tall friend that, that I play ball with, he, I feel like he's really clicking with Darcy. And then I'm like, okay, you know, I feel like those two have a chance. I feel like my two buddies that are really close that have been guests on this podcast many times, I feel like they're not her type. So my thought was, okay, I'm going to hook him up with her. And then, so we do this every two weeks. And then two weeks later, I see them together and it's very clear, you know, that they're into each other. Blatantly obvious. Blatantly obvious. And so I actually got like very unreasonably upset with how this all went down. into the fact where everyone else left and it was my, myself, X, and random guy all sitting there. And everyone else had left, and I said, what the fuck was that? And, and X was like, oh, that situation over there? And Random Guy's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, he was kind of oblivious to the situation. I was like, come on. Like, you didn't see the, the flirting going on in the, in the corner? And, and then, you know, I kind of was, was choked about this whole thing. And then I, I woke up the next day, and I was over it. And I was like, well, why should I really care? And I thought it was actually kind of funny because... You know, the whole idea was to hook up her friend. <laughs> and really, I, I, hooked, I hooked up my ex-girlfriend, which is funny because when we initially broke up, the very first thing I did with her when we were at a bar is I said, I'm going to put you on Tinder and I create a profile for her. <laughs> we, were, we were having a couple of drinks and we played a pool game or something like that. And within 25 minutes, she had 36 likes. And I'm going through her phone. I'm going through these profiles. And everybody was super liking her and stuff like that. And I was like, you got to take a look at this. So she was on there, I don't know, maybe like a month or something, maybe a little bit longer. I think she was on and off and stuff like that. And I was super happy because I was like, yes, you know, this is a great way for her to, to move on. And then, so I was thinking about this, you know, not too long ago. And I was like, why am I feeling different now about this situation? You know, like this is, this is a good thing. So it, I found it kind of ironic that we were trying to play matchmaker for a friend, but we were actually just playing matchmaker <laughs> for her. 
But one, the whole point of me telling this story is one of the cool things that came out about this is now we have this large group where I feel like, you know, I like, I like going out with you and having a few drinks and we can talk football or we can talk whatever. And now you're here on, on the podcast and I feel like, you know, this is, uh, these are fun things that we do. Like when we went out Thursday, just had an absolute blast. It was kind of like, all right, G-Dub's just one of the guys, you know, these, this is the type of guy that is like, yeah, let's go have a few beers and talk about stupid shit type of thing. Do stupid shit, talk about stupid shit. Right. So <laughs> the whole point is there's about 10 of us that go for these, these wings every Thursday. And then, so you and I decided, you know, once the rest of the group goes out, let's continue the, the party. Let's relocate downtown. So we relocate downtown, and as soon as we walk in, the ratio of girls to guys is just phenomenal. Staggering. Like, probably three or four to one. Well, more women, so in the guy's favor. And I'm watching this happen, I'm watching this happen, and you know, I'm thinking to myself, I need to go talk to one of these groups of women. <laughs> I just feel like it's wrong to let them sit them by themselves. You know, and then, so I'm telling you this, and, and you gave me... Probably one of the funniest pickup lines I've ever heard. So I want you to tell exactly what it is you said to me. I believe what I said was actually something that I heard earlier that day from another friend of mine. And he poses a question as to how many planets are there in our solar system. And regardless of the answer, whether it's seven, eight, nine, it doesn't matter. She does not have to be an astronomer. She responds with eight. You respond with seven after i destroy your anus <laughs> yeah so which is <laughs> way out of bounds oh it's it's a, it's so aggressive it's, but the reason it's so funny is because it's so aggressive like i mean pickup lines are kind of ridiculous to me in that sense is like well one line if one line actually wins a girl over i do not want that girl absolutely so Icebreaker for one. Yes, great know, icebreaker. Know you're comical because no man in their right mind would actually approach a table like that thinking that's the home run hitter right there. Right, like should I just take out my dick now or <laughs> should we wait until we get back to my place? <laughs> Probably just lead off, go there, ready to go. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you can't, once you make that comment, you can't just let that hang and then be no, awkward. absolutely. But I feel like a lot of people probably would because they don't have <laughs> they don't have the proper personality to back that up correct right so then they laugh and then i kind of make the comments i was like so i think that was i think that was a little too tame of a pickup line what do you ladies think <laughs> and they said tame and i was yeah like and I, I i forget what i what i said to them after in any ways it sparked a conversation so i started talking to them i was like what are you guys out here celebrating on a thursday night and they're like, oh, yeah, we just started classes this semester. And I'm like, fuck. Ugh. I already regret, I already regret yeah, the situation because yeah. here I am, 34 years old. Wasted an awesome pickup line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously can never use that again because now everyone's going to know. So I can't use that again. But there's these three. And, oh, the other thing was I thought, you know, the one girl was very attractive until I actually got close to her. And then she was far less attractive. You know, from where we were sitting, I was thinking, oh, there's probably like a, at least a seven, probably an eight. And then I walked up there and it's like, oh, maybe a six at best. And who had picked the best one at the table? You did. You yeah. definitely did. I had the best vantage point, I think. 
Yeah. And then so I'm standing there and I'm like, why am I talking to these to these women? And then, I mean, they, they were whatever. They were nice. But I think they, you know, I don't think they had much interest in, interest in continuing a conversation with me necessarily either. I mean, they didn't, they continued to talk with me and ask questions and, and things like that. But, you know, I can tell when someone's interested or not interested in continuing a conversation. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave. So I walked away and then, you know, I sat back down with you and I came to a realization and that is, I really have no more interest in being Kobe Bryant necessarily. Wow. Yeah. That comes as a shock, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does because uh, the premise of a lot of the great stories that have come out of this podcast specifically have led directly from the Kobe Bryant method. That's true. But, you know, I think I might turn more into a Steve Nash, you know, more high percentage shots, more a slower approach, not just, not just a, a, a straight pickup at the bar. So more of a, a wingman type role. Also. Oh, I've always been a wingman. So I've always been Steve Nash as well. I've always dished out the dimes. I've been dishing out a lot of dimes to my friend. My friends will vouch for me on that. And sometimes it's indirectly, sometimes it's directly. But that happens. I've kind of been a poor wingman maybe over the last year. So I kind of want to go more into that role. Well, so let me pose this question. So you came to the realization that you don't want the Kobe Bryant method. Now, is that because of the audience per se that seems to be at the locations you're going to like uh i feel the same as you that you go to these bars and you're surrounded by university age women predominantly like staggering numbers yeah so for sure that's part of it you know when i was in the conversation i realized i am not enjoying talking and I'm not saying that they're, by no means am I saying that they're dumb, but we have nothing in common. Absolutely. There's no common ground that, that bonds us necessarily. And then I went out bowling on Saturday night for one of my sports team's wind-ups. And I was over there requesting music. And this really hot chick is behind me. And I was like, what are you requesting? She's like, Alicia Keys, my girl's on fire. And I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> shit, that sucks. And then... I kind of walk away and I wanted to like kind of bugger about that and, you know, just kind of do what I do. And then I walk back to our lane and she's two lanes over and I ask one of my female teammates and I say, hey, that girl over there in the, in the brown, how old do you think she is? She's like 19, 21 at the oldest. And I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't, like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. I don't enjoy being Kobe Bryant. I never liked the guy. I never liked him. (laughs) So I, I kind of want to stop. I want to evolve my game into like a Steve Nash and just kind of play it easy, kind of be that low draft pick, maybe be kind of uh, not put up, not put in as many minutes on the floor, so to speak. And then just maybe get to know somebody as a friend and not necessarily date. Like I don't think I want to date anyone, but I do have a story of kind of where I'm leading this. Is I then decided, I, I'm going on a date on Tuesday. I asked them, I, and it's kind of a funny situation as to why it, why it came out. Just find the whole situation hilarious, so I kind of want to do it. 
Like I totally date for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I said, are you busy on Tuesday? She says, nope. I said, well, you are now. Meet me here at seven. So we're going on a date at, on Tuesday. Excellent. And I'm hoping she'll, she's going to come on the, I said, I want you to come on the podcast after. And she's like, you think I'm cool enough to be on your podcast? And I said, well, we'll see how the date goes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that kind of stemmed from that. And I'm like, or what's the situation? Or am I dating somebody because I think it would be hilarious to podcast about? Or am I going to fall in love with this girl? First inclination was what? You thought it was a spite date? No, it was never a spite date. I thought, so I initially texted her. I say, I've got a great story for you. I don't know if you're going to love it or if you're going to hate it. And then she says, tell me about it. She's like, I love stories. Tell me. And I said, ah, maybe I shouldn't right now. <laughs> you know, I'm having drinks or whatever. And she's like, okay, you can't leave me hanging like that hot yeah. sauce. And I said, okay. So I discreetly took a photo of them. And I said, that's that's my ex in the photo. And then that's when she said, maybe we should date. And then I, I was like, interesting. So, I mean, like she plays on a ball team with me. Yeah. You, you guys know. have common acquaintances. You know, yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. It's, it's not, not like, like, yeah, it's not like it's um, like I'm attracted to her. It's not like I'm just doing this for the sake of doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you also didn't initiate either. You were just like, Hey, this is a funny yet awkward kind of comical situation. And her rebuttal to the situation was maybe we should go out. Yeah. And I think she's asked mutual friends of ours a couple years ago if I was interested. So, so she's putting the groundwork. Like, I think there's interest there. You well, know, there have to be if she wants to go out with you. Yeah. But I don't know if what her, if, if, if she, she's doing out of spite. Yes. <laughs> so that's where the other side, I, cause she's even said as much. She, she said, I was very upset with him when we broke up. So that's kind of the thought I have is maybe she's doing it for that reason. How removed is she comparative to you? Because you've been removed from... For that, a long time. For a lot for a lot longer than she has. Then, yeah, right? and I mean... And, and, and we've been on good terms for a long time as well. Absolutely, yeah. So her and Steven have not been on good terms. Oh. Well, they it didn't end, it didn't end well. I know that from her perspective. From his perspective, well, he was the one that broke it off, but she didn't take it hard. And uh, I was thinking of inviting him to play on our ball team, and she even messaged me about that. And she's like, oh, no, I'll be fine by then. But I'm still not over the situation. I was like, wow, okay. So, you know, and she said that. She said, she made a couple of comments, <laughs> so I don't know. Like she, I can tell she's still upset about the situation. Mm -hmm. So you know, if, if anyone's doing it out of spite, it's her, not me. Yeah, and at the same rate though, you and Steven aren't ultra close either, are you? No, like you, you I, I, would I would consider. I would call him a friend. He certainly wouldn't be considered a great friend. He's not. He, he's not. He's more than an acquaintance, but it's not like you guys hang out all the time. No, he came to, we went to a ball tournament in Calgary and he came with us. Okay. And like, I asked him to play on, I run a team and I asked him to play on it and that's where they hooked up. So they hooked up. Gotcha. Okay. That, they hooked up that, that weekend. So let's, let's take it from the perspective that she's actually doing this out of spite. Okay. Where does this, what sort of, what sort of motive does she have to utilize you is my question. Like. 
more so her going out with you doesn't spite uh, Steven. It spites to your ex more than anything. You think Where, so? I think so. Yeah, you're right. Like, Because I think if she was going to do something in spite of Steven, she could likely choose somebody else who was a lot closer to the situation. Yeah, you're right. Like, like best so, friend hunt or something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. No, yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. The fact that you guys are both acquaintances makes the situation a little bit... I understand it from your situation because now you're going to the date like, hey, I'm kind of dropping this Kobe Bryant method. <laughs> I'm like looking to take things, more high percentage shots, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, hearing it all and seeing how it all plays out, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think there's some genuine interest there, especially if she's been reaching out to her friends. You don't do that if you're just doing it out of spite. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And I mean, I... I... I I'm put, I know I've been told by another mutual friend that she had int- interest before. Perfect. So, yeah. Like before her and Steven even? Oh, way before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So see this like is two some... years ago gotcha. type of thing. So see like this is Okay. Yeah. No. And it's it's funny because you know before before I started this podcast, like I said, she plays on on my ball team and she made a comment earlier this summer before I kicked this off. And she says, I've thought of Professor Hot Sauce naked way too much. <laughs> and I, so I posted that on our group chat for our ball team. And everyone kind of laughed. And they're like, there's, there's no way she said that. And she goes, oh, I said it. But it's because he tells all these stories. And so it's hard not to think about him naked when he talks about all these stories of him hooking up. Like, how do you not envision him naked? I say, yeah, that's fair. That's kind of my game. You should have said that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah. That's how. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my thing. I, yeah. It's it's that's the the George Costanza method. Yes, you know, the... you just keep putting it in your head, putting it in your head, putting it in your head. Then all of a sudden, you're going on a date with him in two days. <laughs> like just the ultimate slow play of two years. Yes, <laughs> that was my whole plan. <laughs> whole plan. Well, you know what? I really. Honestly, I'm a little bit shocked that you that you're dropping the Kobe method. Well, I don't know if this is actually. I say a lot of things. Uh, well, that's true. You know, as they say, actions are stronger than words. So we'll see. But it's not like even even just the scenario that we're faced with, such as um, Thursday night. I mean, you can't go all all Kobe up in the place anymore. You can't be throwing shots. You have zero interest. You're you're not vested enough in the situation. So it's like um, you don't care if you fail or succeed, especially the succeed part. What's the fun in doing it if you really care not if you succeed at least once? Yeah, that's just it. Like I used to care about that. Absolutely. And now it's kind of to the point where I've been around the block, so to speak. So I don't. I don't get the gratification that it maybe once did. You know, if, if nine months from now, I haven't touched another woman, <laughs> I'll I'll be like, Kobe's back. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Kobe's throwing back. Throwing that jersey. And... Kobe is getting triple teamed and he's fucking throwing up half court shots. You know, nine months from now, holy man, if that, if that were to happen, you better believe. Oh yeah. There's no, there's no Steve Nash in, in that no, game. No, no. No. He's he's permanently on the bench in that scenario. Steve Nash can't not score. 
there's got to be some sort of finalization to what is Steve Nash. Well, he's too good of a player. That's a thing. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Maybe people don't appreciate his talents as much as Kobe, but... He's not as flashy. He's not as flashy. That's right. So I'm going to try and embrace embrace more my inner Steve Nash. There you go. So that's kind of my 2019... It's not a resolution, but it's it's a realization that yeah. I had when I was out with you on Thursday night. I just saw how badly we all bombed. No, just kidding. Just well, we didn't really bomb. I mean, maybe we did. There, but there, like you go into a place like that, and like you said, the first thing you brought up was the ratio, and uh, it was staggering that none of them were of our decade. Let's say, not even <laughs> probably even century. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So totally, that's kind of the. That's kind of the thing. And I mean, I used to get enjoyment out of that. I, and I still do. You know, the chase is fun. Playing the games are fun. But not as much as it once was. Hmm. It's a real growth. It is. It's kind of like, you know, I'm entering that time in my... If I was an athlete, maybe I think of retirement. Oh. You know what I mean? Maybe I think of retirement. Mm. No. No, you're, you still got a lot of years of player coaching. So that's where you're stepping into this Nash role where you're taking somebody else under your wings or you're showing the high percentage shots. You're telling people how to play the game. You know, you know you're, you got lots of years left. Okay. Retirement is foolish at this point in your career. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> I don't, I'm not ready to, to settle down yet and, you know, be that position and be with, one pussy for the rest of my life type of deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Maybe I am. I don't know. If it's really good. You never know. You never know. You, you never know. That's the great thing about life is you, you never know. Yeah. That's right. You're absolutely right. So, but, you know, there could be another Thursday where I say, G-Dub, <laughs> let's go. Let's go look at some hot 23-year-old women. Because <laughs> they, let's be real, they look the best. Oh. That's, that, they actually, there's science behind this. Is there? there? There was a study that says women are at their physical peak in terms of appearance. And there's biology and chemicals and shit in the brain that they've done studies that says 23. Now, of course, there's a sliding scale. There's exceptions <laughs> to this rule. But that's so true. I mean, if I were to look at, if you were to put a thousand women in front of me of varying ages and... I picked out who I thought were the hottest. Probably the average age is going to be around 23. Wow. You don't agree? Um, I'm not going to disagree because you're not wrong. That's, I would think a couple years older. I would say like in that 25 range. 25, yeah. anywhere in that ballpark. Give or take two years, let's say. See, like 1921, so young. So young. Yeah, but you're not talking to them. That's a thing. Like, I'm just talking physical attractiveness. Even even then, though, you can tell, like, the physical features. Like, just like, yeah, just, sure. a, there's just like their appearance and, sure. and uh, the whole package, I guess. I guess. Um, That's a fair statement, but are you saying that because you're older now? Do you know what I mean? Oh, probably, yeah. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Because when I'm in my young, when I'm in my 20s, it doesn't matter. It, at that point, early 20s, when you're the same age as these girls... That's all you know, because you you associate with them so much, especially when you're going to like university or something like that. Like you said, like you go there and they're talking about going getting back to school. It's like, well, you're right in there. You were surrounded by thousands of women that age. Yeah, and they look fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah, worth tuition. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the only way I even the only reason I even went. I think that's a lot of reasons people go. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like you do more partying at university. Well, I I I I sure did. I did more partying than I probably did. I got studying. nothing out of university. <laughs> I got zero, zero. Yeah. Well, you got valuable life experience. Tons of life experience. I wouldn't change it for a thing. So it will be interesting. So when you and I go out in the future, yep. We'll have to see whether or not I live up to my word. Because I have a history of not doing that. Gotcha. So I'll give you an example. One time, several years ago, I had a weekend where on Friday night I slept with a girl. On Saturday night I slept with a girl. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I said, I'm taking a vow of celibacy. So I'm like, I'm taking a vow of celibacy for six months. And I told my buddy, I'm like, we're not having sex for six months. And he says, why are you bringing me in this? <laughs> and I'm like, you make bad decisions too. He's like, yeah, but I don't care. You, If you want to not get laid for six months, you do that on your own time. Yeah. Don't involve me. I was like, no, I need a buddy. I need motivation. Like, I need somebody to be miserable with me. Exactly. And he, he was kind of like, ah, whatever. And I was like, all right, cool, you're in. And so we were at this... this uh, this bar and there's this girl there who's a friend of mine that heard this story and then she we're sitting in the back of his vehicle driving back home and then she messages me and it says do you want to hook up later and i was like are you serious and she says yes so i lasted four hours so my <laughs> so my vow of celibacy of six months lasted four hours four hours yeah so did you tell your partner that you were out or did you make him go for like six months no he he was never he was never into it anyway but oh. i never t oh i told him eventually like that story came out and he laughed at me and he says of course we everyone knew you wouldn't last like are you stupid i was like yeah well i've been making bad decisions so i feel like it's not necessarily bad decisions but i'm not having it's not bringing me the satisfaction of going up to a group of beautiful women and just shooting the shit with them. And don't get me wrong. If they're the right type of personality. Absolutely. But I'm thinking I'm going to do it more. Not in a bar setting. We'll, we'll throw it that way. We'll throw it out that way. So examples would be. You know. If I'm playing co-ed sports. If I'm at a function of some kind. Like a dinner. And I'm at a table. And it's kind of like forced conversation. And you know. There's common ground. There's common interest. Or whatever. Then in those scenarios. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm just so done with the 2 a.m. dance floor. Oh, trying to hey, you come here often? <laughs> you know I'm done with that. Yeah, good, good, and you should be. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm way I'm way overdue for that. <laughs> My friends have been telling me this for years. Like, yeah, why would you be into that? I was like, well, it's fun. I enjoy well, it. Well, and it is. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's like every once in a while, those guys that are saying that it's not fun, you can drag them out to those places, and they'll be doing that. Oh, and right, they, right and, beside you and loving every minute of it. Oh, and they and they get super drunk because they don't drink as much yep. really quick. And then they're like, we got to party more. And then you talk to them two days later and they're like, no, I'm still hungover. From, yeah, I'm still wrecked from yeah. like a week ago. Yeah. Like random guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the scenario. So it's it's one of those things where people, it's interesting. It's all, it's, it's all a matter of relativity, right? Like where are you at in your life? Are you going to be that guy partying on the dance floor or are you going to be 
that responsible adult. And typically, I'm not a responsible adult. That's not me. That's not who I am. Man, Mexico trips are really going to take a different shape if this, well, okay, this trend so continues. Well, okay, so hold up. So hold up. <laughs> so, further to this, I'm glad you said that. So, vacation is completely different. Perfect. So when I'm in this city where we live right now and go into the go into the bars and potentially especially now because there's just I know so many people through so many different groups. Mm-hmm. Like even talking to you, you know, I find out I know so many other people that you know and it's like, man, like you can't I don't I don't want to randomly hook up with people. That's yep. not what I want to do anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but if I'm on vacation, I'm okay with it. Perfect. And so you should be. Yeah. Like it, it, because the thing is everyone's in a different mood, right? That's kind of their atmosphere. Like if you go to a, if you go to Cancun, for example, and you're in a party atmosphere environment, you're at Coco Bongo, you're at all these nightclubs or you're at an adults only resort where it's just party mode. Then of course. Yeah. Cause they're in that mode too. Yeah. Right. But if you're at a lounge and people are just sitting amongst themselves, maybe they're post-work drinks or whatever their the group or university. Maybe. They don't want some dude just walking over there, intervening on their conversation. They're, they're out trying, minding their own business. So that type of guy is, is done with. Interesting. Okay. At least, like I said. I'm going to keep if, tabs on it. Yes. We'll see if this is different than the vow of celibacy. But yeah, so when you and I especially are out, you got to keep a tab on this. Well, and it's a lot different. See, I think you went full bore with the celibacy thing. See, now you're taking like mild steps here. So, um... yeah, that's it's not as extreme as yeah. about <laughs> celibacy. Like, I feel like this could be pretty easy to do. I think you got this. Yeah, especially since you're starting off so so early, just with already aligning a date. That's there's really no pressure to. Well, I know this, yeah, like the situation might just force itself on, on it, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Because, and this is another podcast episode, but, you know, I have this written down that playing the field, so to speak, is a lot of fun, you know? And I'm not saying, like, I certainly don't engage in sexual relationships with more than one person at a time, generally speaking. <laughs> um that's just not my style but there's yeah. a lot of people i know male and female who do and mm-hmm. they say well that's the commitment we have to each other fine whatever you guys can define your relationships how however you want but you know typically when i'm sexually invested in somebody or emotionally invested in somebody i'm not looking to get it elsewhere but if i'm not i might flirt or have conversations with multiple women. with multiple people i was actually in bed with a 21-year-old towards the end of last year. And she was on Snapchat. And I said, what, what, what? Because she was trying to kind of hide something. And she just goes, does it bother you if I'm chatting with other guys? And I said, well, I, I mean, in this exact moment, kind of. <laughs> like, we're literally in bed together. But she says, well, like, I talked to them. Like I talked to you and I'm like, okay, well, I mean a little bit, but whatever, you know, that's your, that's your prerogative. If that's how you want to be, then 
so whatever. I mean, I've certainly been that person. So yeah. I said to her, I said, no, I don't care. And I've been that person before. And she's like, well, I feel like you're, you're mad. And I was like, well, I might've been a little bit because we were literally laying in bed together. And I was like, well, it seems kind of weird that you would be doing it at this moment. Maybe when I leave, yeah, wait, wait, wait until I go to the bathroom or leave <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, don't be like sending a Snapchat message while I'm laying next to you in bed. Cropping you out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, just being like, oh, just laying in bed. Who's that? Oh, teddy bear. Just a teddy bear. <laughs> it's nobody. Just my stuffed animal. All right. Well, G-Dub, any, any final thoughts? You shocked at the potential retirement announcement of Kobe Bryant? I I think it's more like a number change than a retirement. I think you might hang the last jersey up in the rafters and you're going to come back with a different number, but I think with different goals in place. I think uh, I think it's a good good switch to make. Uh, and it's been awesome being here. So being going from number 8 to number 24. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we have a sponsor it's Churchill beer. I would have offered you one, but I drank all of them. We'll do another podcast with the other guests. So that means that's I'm like, a shitty host. I'm sorry. But that's like a that's like a great sponsorship right there. I mean, you're drinking all the beer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's been good so far. But GW mentioned a couple of good things. If you have questions, you can hit me up on Facebook on the Prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. Subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. And uh, you can check us out on every Sunday, a new episode. Any final thoughts? None from me. All right. Peace out, everyone.